Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Over the weekend, an update on the coming ban of the traditional Latin Mass was given by reporting outlets that had a high rate of accuracy with these stories in the past. And this one comes on the heels of a story no one seems to care about involving two professed nuns having their vows stripped from them and being kicked out of their monastery on the explicit order of Francis the Merciful after they pleaded with him to not make them homeless. Both are stories that show the spirit of those ruling over the church in our time, and both, I think, are related. So without delay, let's just get into the stories now. In fact, let's actually start with the nuns. This heartbreaking story comes from an Italian news outlet called MSN.com, which is not related to the Microsoft network at all, as this headline. A hard fist from the Vatican. They took away our vows. In brief, a small dying community of women religious in Ravello, Italy. By small, I mean there were two women who lived in the community. They were swept out of the monastery. It's another one of those communities of nuns that were thriving until Vatican II, then suddenly and mysteriously could no longer attract locations, and has since dwindled to virtually nothing. There are two relatively young women with sworn vows who are caring for a... 97-year-old nun, and they were living in community as best they could, and they needed help. Then the Vatican swooped in, took their property to do new things with it, and released them from their vows. It's an astonishing story, and not the first story like this that I've reported. The war against the traditional faith has a real estate and money component to it, and that may or may not be part of the story, but it's a driving force often seen when traditional religious orders come into these discussions. And this segment from the story tells you everything you need to know about apostate Rome, though. The mistake these nuns made was bringing attention to their situation. They made a donation to Francis with the hope of getting some kind of help from him. Francis responds with an eviction notice from the article. Quote, They could not accept that their monastery of Santa Chiara in Ravello in the province of Salerno, Italy, would be suppressed. And so Sister Massimiliana Panza and Sister Angela Maria Punaca decided to refuse the transfer to defend the ancient religious place. It was an act of disobedience to the church and the order of the urbanist poor Clare Sisters of Italy that did not please the Vatican at all, which decided to use a hard fist. The two cloistered nuns, in fact, will not go to any other convent. They are the recipients of a measure that takes away their vows. Dispensed from the obligations of coming from sacred ordination, they are no longer nuns. Both of them, along with 97-year-old Sister Maria Cristiana Fiore, had refused last June to be transferred to three different Italian monasteries, and they had hoped for the formalization of the act of donation in favor of Pope Francis of the entire patrimony of the Monastery of St. Clair, whose value is between 50 and 60 million euros in order to save it from possible suppression. But instead, surprisingly, the deed of dismissal comes from the Vatican and bears the Bergoglio's signature. According to reports in Il Matino, a new community has meanwhile settled in the monastery, with three nuns joining the infirm Maria Cristina, who has been in Ravello since 1955 and needs assistance. After for caring for her for the past few years, Yesterday morning, Sister Massimiliana and Sister Angela bid her farewell and left the monastery forever. 
It was a farewell that certainly did not go unnoticed, with a crowd of people who reached the square in Ravello to greet them with warmth and affection. Sister Maximiliana was given a ceramic plate depicting a glimpse of Ravello with a dedication. Thank you for what you have done for Ravello. We will continue to fight for the monastery, Gino Schiavano told her, representing the town committee to safeguard the monastery, which was formed two years ago when suppression was first feared. End quote. Those nuns are now homeless, and I'll still continue to call them nuns because they intend to live, to live according to their vocations, which Francis and the rest of the heretics running the Vatican don't seem to care all that much about. The nuns refuse to take anything with them other than essentially the clothes on their back. And the new nuns, all three of them who moved in, said they'll continue to fight to keep the monastery. So it does appear that the future of the monastery itself is in dispute. In several instances before, we've seen this some variation of the story play out. Nuns or monks with traditional vocations or charisms are suppressed by Rome and their property sold. This happened to nuns in various parts of the world, including the United States, and it never ever brings me joy to report these stories when they actually happen. Which brings me to the latest rumor of the next phase of the banning of the traditional Latin Mass. When the rumors of the coming documents start coalescing in sources that have a 100% accurate rate, I began to report on them. Others weren't so restrained and chose to report them as soon as they began to be whispered about from sources in Rome. Despite the recent track record of rumors coming from Rome being less than true, in fact, the track record on that was rather dismal, to say the least. Nevertheless, from samorumpontificum.de, we get the headline, More Than Just Rumors, News from the Swamp. Good way to describe modernist Rome, honestly. There have been speculation that the document release date would be before Easter. Then indications were it would be after Easter. That's kind of the nature of these rumors. Now we have a report that actually makes the most sense, that it will in fact be released before Easter, at the start of Holy Week. And that was actually one of the guesses I made since the Bergolians in Rome like to drop documents that punish the faithful on either important feast days, usually Marian feast days, ones tied to Our Lady like they did with Traditionus Custodus on the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, or at important liturgical seasons when the faithful are engaged in acts of penance. So this makes sense, especially since there's an actual anniversary date tied to this one. I was just wrong. I thought they'd do it on Holy Thursday. Anyway, from the article, quote, Our Roman source has spoken out with new information and clarification about the awaited apostolic constitution to push traditional teaching and its right out of the life of the church. According to this, the focus of the document is the express prohibition of administering the sacraments and sacramentals in the traditional form, as regulated in the traditional Roman ritual or pontifical. Baptism, marriage, confirmation, only in the new rite, and in Latin, only insofar as they are performed in Latin within a celebration of the Bogus Ordo. Our source could not say to what extent a special permit is required for the latter, as is already the case in some U.S. dioceses. This ban also expressly applies to the ordination of deacons and priests. In the future, even in communities that are faithful to tradition, they may only take place according to the Reformed liturgy. The administration of the sacramentals, traditionally referred to as quote-unquote lesser orders, for which there is no new rite, is prohibited. End quote. Uh, let's take a pause there. By the sacramentals, they do not mean the enrollment of the brown scapular or things like that. 
Though, honestly, if they included a ban on enrollment in the brown scapular in the preconciliar form, it would not surprise me in the least. What is meant here is a ban on the ordination of men into the minor orders, like the subdiaconate and the rest of the orders that existed since the earliest days of the church, but then were sort of banished, swept aside in the revolutionary spirit of Paul VI in his Protestantizing move against the church. And for those who don't understand, the, the subdeacons and the porters and everything else were ordained offices in the church. They, had a, they re received a different kind of ordination than an ordination to the priesthood, like we do with the permanent diaconate and the transitional diaconate now in our time. But those were ordained orders. And that is what is meant by sacramentals in this case. But it does get worse. While priests of the FSSP and similar groups will be permitted to say the 1962 Mass, they can only do so now, according to this document, within the buildings assigned to them, meaning no more FSSP priests offering traditional Masses at a neighborhood parish or cathedral as a visiting priest. Quote, the quote-unquote freedom of the priests of the traditional communities. Celebrating Mass after the recorded Missal without special permission is restricted to use within the, quote, canonically established houses of these communities. This current information, which apparently goes beyond the status of mere rumor, also names Holy Week as the publication date of the document, i.e. probably the anniversary of Paul VI's Constitutional, constitutional Massale Romanum. That's a document that gave us the Novus Ordo, which was published on April 3rd. Here it goes, the intentions of the new and undoubtedly unconstitutional legislation of the Bergoglio Pope, which is specified here, are becoming increasingly clear. The traditional liturgy and teaching, because that is what is ultimately this is about, is to be made more and more invisible and pushed over the edge. Go over there, if possible, the normal believer should no longer come into contact with what has been Catholic for 2,000 years, and if he does, then with the bad conscience of doing something quote-unquote forbidden. Spirit, spiritual mi misuse of power at the highest level. The Pope as a slayer of souls. The second target of the attack are the communities of tradition, which are to be attacked in their innermost being through the prohibition or strictest restriction of their pastoral work, and in particular, through the prohibition of consecration in the traditional rite. Oof. Its members are also to be forced to understand the 2,000-year history of the Church of Christ as, an, as being outdated, even a closed chapter of the history of the Church, and to swear an oath of allegiance to the Church of the Zeitgeist which was reinvigorated by the, quote, spirit of Vatican II and newly founded by the Pistolero from the Pampas. The concrete effects that this will have on the seminars and the young talent situation of the institutes should soon become apparent, and, uh, and, end quote. All right, so that got a little weird at the end, but in other words, traditional religious communities of nuns and monks must give up their traditional vows and consecration methods and adopt ones used by sister organizations that embraced the spirit of Vatican II. This next phase of the revolution in the church is meant to push the traditionalists to the peripheries where Bergoglio does not want to go and accompany the faithful. All this accompaniment dialogue stuff need not apply to traditionalists. We're being sequestered, treated as if we have some virulent affliction, the actual Catholic faith, folks, that the rest of the church needs to be shielded from. To make it worse, this is preventing priests and deacons from being ordained using pre-conciliar ordination rituals. 
Those ordained last su summer or December, there are typically two times when ordination happens in the church, using such methods were the last to be ordained traditionally. The cost in terms of vocations this will have is unknown at the moment, but some men will absolutely find this unacceptable and will leave the FSSP and similar groups as a result. Whether the SSPX takes them or not is unknown, and it's not a guarantee that the SSPX will take any of them anyway, simply because of resources and the fact that, um, that, that the SSPX makes men go through you know, some tests to make sure they're not actually you know, crypto-modernists themselves. Now, in April 3rd is not a major feast date, by the way, on the 1962 calendar, but at the start of the Holy Week, when our Lenten penances and sacrifices are meant to be refocused on as we head into Passiontide, it is a jarring choice. Being the anniversary of Paul VI's publication of the Massali Romanum of the Novus Ordo Missae is a logical choice for this, since Francis and his henchmen repeat the talking point that banning the traditional liturgy was the will of the council, despite people who had been there at the council saying otherwise. Men like, you know, Benedict XVI, who at the time was Father Joseph Ratzinger, he was actually at the council and heavily involved in its debates. So what would he know, right? But Francis is the embodiment of the spirit of Vatican II, and whatever that spirit actually does, since it's not the Holy Spirit, that spirit can't take any semblance of the old faith remaining available for the faithful. The old faith, according to their view, must be buried, swept away, as something outdated and dangerous. And with that, I think we should expect that after Francis releases this document, some kind of follow-up will happen thereafter, making life intolerable to the traditional priestly fraternities, so that the whole thing can be swept aside forever, leaving you only the SSPX and independent priests. That is the end goal here, and they will continue to push towards achieving that. But I'm curious what you think about these stories. Are you surprised by the story of two now quote-unquote former nuns being made homeless after appealing to Francis for mercy? Does a Holy Week release of the document, especially on the anniversary of the release of Paul VI's document, make sense? Let me know what you thought of this in the comments. Please like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.